So for me, a boys club that I am not in, and this is by choice, is Letterboxd. Me neither. I don't do Letterboxd. I you on it? Some one time, someone that was their boys club. Not that this is this is original. This was the boys club they were in. This is a, yeah. But I thought that they were talking about someone that had a like. I thought they were talking about those those light up boards that people put letters on. <laughs> oh yes. Do you know what I'm talking about? What do you mean? Where they're like, "Welcome home, girl," and then it, oh or like my Taco Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> and I swear to God, we had a four minute conversation. Yeah, like those little like light up, like yes. adult light bright. I don't think for that we. Apartment. <laughs> yes. We truly, it's I don't like think. Party tonight. Yeah, it's we like never comes found from a bachelorette warehouse. It <laughs> also yes. can be seen in an office at a girl boss desks or mine when I worked at our expo. A girl <laughs> boss or a gay guy. <laughs> yeah, totally. It's and just like cold brew on tap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Whenever you see that, like people are not being treated well. Hi, Nico. What's up, Con? Not much. I love you. I love you. No homo. Mm, a little bit of homo for me. Just a little bit. Just a smidge. From two guys who are never part of the boys club, we want to welcome you to ours. Welcome to Boys Club. This is our podcast. About boys. And about other things. Like their clubs. And the things we were a part of. Hockey. And we're not a part of. Bagels. Wait, did you say we were a part of hockey? I wasn't. Me neither. Welcome to the club, boys. Grab a bagel. Grab a boys. Grab a bagel. I was like, what do boys eat? <laughs> Hey, Connell. I missed you. I missed you, too. Um, Do I look two, different? You look the same, but beautiful. You look My a little bit sun-kissed. Your legs look tan. That, for sure. Thank you. For sure. Uh, for the boys at home, if you're hearing, if you're like, whoa, these guys sound awesome, it's because we got new mics. And if you're hearing, and if you're not thinking that, then maybe we got wrong mics. <laughs> <laughs> we <had> the right <laughs> ones. Um, shout out to Nico for putting a lot of time into these microphones. And, and shout out for Connor for doing the Amazon order. Yes. And that's kind of our um, partnership. I manage the money. Would you believe it? Would you believe it? That is true. You do manage all of our funding. <laughs> if anything goes south, like if we're ever like it, like accused of white collar crime, it, it's, it's totally it's my it's fault. fault. <laughs> it's absolutely my fault. I plead the fifth on that. Yeah. Um, did you? So you were away. We. I haven't seen you in like five days. I know. Really. I really? went to New Jersey. Um, my parents. Where I have a place on the water that I think is really lovely, but I, I'm also like like keenly aware that like it probably is where people will die, just because like it's like this house that they go to to summer. Okay. And I'm like, so this is gonna be like where people kind of like have their end times. Do you know what it is? You that mean dark? When, when the times are when it's maybe nearing the end and they want to see something we're beautiful? We're gonna for have the last like a time? hospice nurse come through one day. You did send house. me a picture of it and said rehab center. And I said, <laughs> it this is a gorgeous like, home. It feels like a rehab center. <laughs> it feels like Lindsay Lohan's gonna kind of like hobble in the door at any minute. Yeah. Well, shout out to your mom for working and your dad for working very hard to get this amazing place. <laughs> I feel like I made it weird. No, not at all. Here's what I'm gonna say to you. It is really amazing and it's beautiful. I am where like there's a pool Can and we I'm go? like I feel like someone's gonna drown in this. Abs we're doing a writer's retreat there. <laughs> we're doing a writer's retreat. I'm not bringing a damn notebook. <laughs> Everyone's allowed to go, but they have to further my career <laughs> with the writer's retreat. <laughs> okay, I'll bring I'll bring this. I'll bring the recording equipment. Wait, wait, we're gonna do a content house actually. Oh God, count me out. <laughs> only if the con only if the content is the podcast because I do love recording. Here's the thing: I oh, I want you to go, and there's nothing I want more than twelve queer people walking down the streets of New Jersey. In Chris Christie's America, mm -hmm. just getting it done. In Chris Christie's, is it still Chris Christie's New Jersey? I think it always will be. <laughs> <laughs> I think true. It, there are some politicians who become synonymous with the state. Uh huh. Maybe that's what what's his fuck down in Florida is trying to do. Mm, Ron DeSantis. Yeah. Whatever. Anyway. Wait. Play the fucked out. Fuck that guy. Yeah. That'll be it. We're we're getting a sound. Wait. Pad. We have sound pad. Um. They say boys clubs. Okay. My, my boys mind. club is okay. The name Logan. This one's kind of. 
Wait, I think I have two. Okay. Mine is the name Logan. Everyone who's named Logan, all those people are straight. Kind of know how like we have the Tanner theory. Mm-hmm. That all a baby, Tanners are gay. All Tanners are gay. Nature, nurture, Tanner. That's how someone becomes gay. <laughs> straight people. I've never met. There's never been a gay Logan. All. Not that I can think of. If you want your baby to be straight, you name them Logan. But I like this new theory. I think it is true. We need to make a running list of all our because th- we have nurture, nature, Tanner. Yeah. The straight Logan paradigm. Mind gay, body gay, closet gay. Closet gay. Those are the three types. And of I was a mind gay, but Nico, I'm going to tell you, like, ever since I started Tanner. You have you have a mind sun and a and a body moon. I think. If <laughs> <laughs> you saw me doing closet working rising. on my traps, <laughs> wait, I've been doing literal shrugs for two weeks, and then like, because remember two weeks ago on this podcast, I was like, for the next eight weeks, I'm going to really work on my trapezoids, mm-hmm. and then I li- went on to TikTok, and they're like, stop doing shrugs, and I was like. I've been doing that for two weeks. What do you mean? If you go on TikTok to look for workout stuff, there's 18 different men with theories on it. None of them with a degree. Just and then I know that's really. But here's the thing: they all have theories. They also have really big traps. And I'm like, okay, okay. One of them must have something. That is true. You see a guy with a big chest, and he's like, "This is the chest workout." I'm like, "Well, I have to take your word for it because the evidence is right there." I know there was one article that was like, "We don't need to work out our chest for." Like, there's no reason to work it out other than to look good. And I'm like, there's no reason to do anything other than to look good. I don't understand. <laughs> We're not here to survive a, a Right. If you want to do, if you want to just, like, better your body, you're just doing, like, yoga. Like, yeah. if you want, like, an actual health, like, that's just flexibility and, like, mindfulness. It's probably, I'm here to, you know, anything beyond that. I'm here to find love. <laughs> I'm here to break hearts, you yeah. know? Once you also, I will say, for me, like, I lifted a bunch in college because of, you know, playing soccer. And I saw some results ish because we were on like a pretty strict workout routine but i I also wasn't that interested in that at the time Mm. um but like since being on testosterone my like ability to get muscle mass is like exponentially and i was like it makes so much sense that men are interested in lifting weights because it's like you actually can see results quite quickly versus if you're a woman wanting or somebody you know with more estrogen wanting to lift weights it's like so much harder wait okay because average fashion blogger and she kind of got like in trouble by like random people for this but she said Who stop talking average fashion blogger is this somebody i should know yeah i think she's so funny to average fashion blogger wait yes yes i yes. know her i think she's so <laughs> funny and weird she's such a freak you need to see her <laughs> she's like out. been around forever it's just like a weirdo she's like we need to stop talking about the wage gap and we need to start talking about the metabolism gap and i was like that is an interesting that is an interesting true take. for a second when you said that ever since you started testosterone i was like why well, should be on testosterone and then i was like wait i am actually mm-hmm. on that from god born with it the god's testosterone maybe he's born with it maybe <laughs> and maybe it's testosterone side pionate and maybe CBS. it's not enough <laughs> um but i do think that again everyone i've ever met named logan or whoever's on the tv named logan is uh Oh, like kind of totally. Logan is log. always kind of like a like the the dark cousin character who like comes in in season three and like fuck shit up. Yeah, that's his vibe. A conversion therapy. The first thing they do is they say we're gonna call you Logan. <laughs> <laughs> You're all Logan now. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. That's a good voice call. Yeah, that's actually that's my only one then. Okay, good. Wait, I have I have three thoughts I wrote down. The first one is a little bit serious, so apologies. No. But it's okay. <laughs> I've just been I was because I was wrestling with this thought earlier, so I just wanted to get it out. But I was. There's been a lot of, like, straight dude comics who have been using the word gay pejoratively recently in a way that really bums me out. And I was, I've, like, held my tongue about it. Held my tongue, whatever that means to me. Um, And then I was thinking about it, and I was like, you know, I think that's coming from a place of, like, deep, like, shame and this, like, kind of, like, inner, you know, internalized homophobia, transphobia, whatever, that's, like, you want straight people to think you're cool still. Like, you don't want to be the one that's, like, sensitive or, like, doesn't think that, or, like, can't take a joke or whatever. But I'm really tired of it because uh, it's just like I don't know when it became okay to like use gay pejoratively and if, if you're not queer and 
Like, I just don't feel like the country is in a place right now. I don't know. There's just, like, a lot of stuff that feels bad right now that doesn't feel like it's, like, a good place to be doing that. Yeah. So I just wanted to, because I had such a, I don't know. I felt like I wasn't, I was being, I was disrespecting myself by not saying anything. Because uh, for fear of not per- being perceived being perceived as sensitive or something like that. Well, one time you said to me something along about how people who are queer are, like, maybe hyper ready to get involved in like other people's fights kind of like did i say that their own because for your own oh okay okay right it's really important to me and actually i'm gay so like right 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 and it's like no we can we can get involved with with totally too yeah no yes what i said before was i feel like a lot of queer people no but just to like reiterate a lot of queer people i think are good about or can be good about like being ready to help other communities that are being you know marginalized or whatever because no granted we do not mean all of them we've met and queer we don't people. necessarily <laughs> mean us <laughs> i i wouldn't say i'm like knocking out of the park in that respect in my life but i do think people are generally good about seeing struggle in other communities and stepping yeah. up about that because it's so much easier to like go to bat for somebody else than it is to like admit that somebody hurt your feelings and that that hurt you and like have to go to bat for yourself so i'm trying to be better about going to bat for myself and yeah. i think it's fucked up when straight guys do that fucking so anyway, so that's my serious one. My Wait, no, I feel like <laughs> we, need to, we need to talk about it. No, it's okay. I think that, I mean, we can talk about it in a second, but my other, my not serious one was, this isn't even a boys club. Well, okay, so partially it's fun conspiracy theories. And the one that I was thinking of was you told me like two weeks ago, and I totally forgot to bring this up until just now, was that apparently Mark Wahlberg was almost in one of the flights that hit 9-11 or hit the Twin Towers. I did tell you that. And I mean... Have you Googled First it? of all, what a fun conspiracy theory. Also, is it Mark Wahlberg or Matt Dillon? Matt Damon. Matt, Matt Damon? Matt Dillon? Matt Dillon. Who's Matt Dillon? It's Mark Wahlberg. It's Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> Wait, our guest, who, by the way, I'm a, I just want you to know that sometimes people talk early and we're like, and the way that you're respecting the not talking early <laughs> is like actually making me want to just bring you in. But like, you're doing incredible. <laughs> I'm just like, oh my God. We'll, do, we'll, we'll bring our guest in a sec because this is the last And guest is a genius on Mark Wahlberg, by the way. Like, I think would know a lot. Absolutely. But we said this when we were talking about it last. If Mark Wahlberg was in that different tragedy. Yeah. It's the Mark Wahlberg tragedy. Al-Qaeda came from Mark Wahlberg. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, we would never... It would not be the same. I know. I don't even know... I mean, it's hard to say how it would be different, but I think it would be very different. No, I think it would be... Almost less serious? We never would have gotten... Or more. We I can't zoo. even decide. <laughs> we never would have gotten... Was he in We Bought a Zoo? I think that was Matt Damon. Okay. You're conflating middle-aged white actors, <laughs> and that's <laughs> refreshing. <laughs> someone has to. Yes, somebody does, and this podcast will. Um, Wait, one quick thing on your thing about straight dudes using gay pejoratively, because this kind of goes back to what Maggie Olmsted said about how they have all these like options about mm-hmm. like the voices that you can be and like the type of comedian, like when you're or whatever so like it's like subversive i don't know and it's i do feel like that is this trope i'm what i'm saying doesn't make sense thank god we can edit it but like that it does <laughs> i agree that does seem to be a trope that people have kind of fallen into yeah which is so it's a little bit like queer baiting where it's like you can make a joke about this and then like kind of hop out of it because it doesn't really affect you at all right whereas like actually gay people it's like really bad frankly for trans people it's like horrible yeah um it like just feels the like dylan mulvaney shit is so bad i know and, like that the budweiser stuff what are they doing <laughs> have you seen the budweiser stuff you told me about it yeah well oh. i mean what they fucked themselves bad because they put dylan mulvaney on those 
like whatever on that. She did, I think she just did like a TikTok. They just they didn't even, they just sent the woman and then a they case walked, of beer. And yeah, and then they and then people got mad and then they walked it back and so then they lost every all like people yeah. left of center. So now they got nobody. They really fucked twice. They really did. But it's like that <laughs> is such a reflection of like not to be so negative on the podcast. <laughs> Our guest is such a rare sunshine, but not to be so <laughs> negative on the podcast. But it is it's bad. Like it's really bad out there. And like it's true that when I don't know, like there are these like straight comedians that are coming in and like it's it's kind of like anything to make anyone laugh, whether or not it, I don't even know if they think it's funny. Right. Like anything to get anyone engaged is what they'll do. And like, I, I feel like that's kind of become at the. Yeah. And it's like your proximity to queerness doesn't give you a, pa- a hall pass on that. You know, just because you know gay people or you're in Brooklyn. Just because you know and annoy gay people. <laughs> you're bothering gay yeah, people. we can be bad, but you can't make fun of us for that. Um, anyway. Speaking of incredible, because <laughs> that's what we were speaking of. Boys. Our guest this week is an incredible stand-up comedian, one of Connor and I's very favorite. We're so happy to have her on the podcast this week. Please welcome Carly Maruli. Hey. Welcome. Hi. Welcome into your ears. Wow. Um, this, the, do you know a lot of... I was going to ask about the Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> I've definitely heard that before, that he like said that statement where he was like, if I was on the plane, it would have gone differently. Wait, is that what he said? Yes. Oh, oh my God. Yes. Wait, I it's think way better. that's kind of famous quote. He's like, things would have gone down. It's so much better than we thought it was. <laughs> oh, I thought it was he almost got on the flight, for some reason didn't get on the flight. No, I think that is all. I think, I think I both are true. I thought he was true. purely hypothetically. <laughs> we have to get, uh, we like, have to get a fact check. for some reason I had been on that flight, I would have Yeah, wouldn't have happened on my watch. Right. Not with old Marky if Mark. If I was present on the plane. Okay. There are none of it. these options are not crazy. All of the possibilities here are crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like you know him because of your Boston roots. I associate sure. you with him. I guess so. I mean, I I went to Boston University, so I spent some a time up of there. Years in Boston. Yeah. Um, Looking for Mark Wahlberg. I feel like that's, that's right. kind of the genius, the most genius <laughs> apolitical <laughs> stance you could take on a tragedy. Like anytime there's like gun violence or something and it's like thoughts and prayers or like gun restriction if you just came in and was like wouldn't it happen on my watch right. it's like what, what does that mean <laughs> and it's like with any luck like you won't be in any of those situations <laughs> yeah. ever but you can just say forever like yep Not put if me I was right there. in the middle of that <laughs> like no one dies everyone goes home safe somehow i just stop it all um, when i posted a video of this like cross and then like a lot of people that like like liked it and i'm like i think some of these people like it was um taylor Swift's queen and it was like a video of a church mm. and because it's like pretty and then i'm like uh, some people liked it that i was like i don't think this person gets me or knows me <laughs> well enough to not know that i'm kidding and <laughs> they think these, you've made a pivot these people they're like that's good that he found <laughs> that's good that he found you him. you do every once in a while throw in on your instagram story that you're a christian comedian technically yes <laughs> i am a christian keep comedian. that in there <laughs> just like Maybe these so not know. Yeah. they'll put you out of college or something yeah I have, I have like a good four minutes on christ <laughs> and it's not offensive oh, i gotta have the four minutes on christ in you, the back pocket. if you are raised catholic you have at least at least four minutes on christ yeah <laughs> that's the rule you have to at some point in your time you've written about christ thought about it <laughs> today i was going through my jokes i hate that i hate, I hate everything about myself <laughs> and I, I have this like list called vault jokes except like your chain. <laughs> and they're like jokes i haven't done in a while but they're like in the vault and i'm gonna like pull <laughs> the them Disney out vault. Yes. yes i and gotta say right. one of the best parts about like seeing friends on shows and stuff like is is when somebody pulls something out of the vault and you're like oh, i haven't heard this one in so long totally. it's so good and it's amazing seeing like especially if you're at like the right kind of show with like a good like mm-hmm. real audience that's not just comedians yeah. like seeing people see your friend do a great bit that you are personally maybe a little sick of for the yeah. first time like 
like reminds you why you love it. Yeah, yeah. It's, like, so amazing. Yeah, no, I we actually, I mean, I I hope we don't come across as just fangirling too hard here, but we said that about when we saw you at a cl- show at Club Coming. I can't remember whose show Ooh. it was. After y- your joke about the um the ghosts. Oh, family, <laughs> one of our favorites. Joke all the time. And Thank I was you. like, I was leaving, and I was like, because you were one of the first people I remember thinking, oh, this person's really funny. Like when we were in like open mics and stuff back back like a year or two ago, or whenever it was, and. I when hearing you do that joke, I was like, oh, it's just like proof to me that's like, damn, we've always been good. You know what I mean? The people <laughs> who like people have always been good. That's My nice. favorite part. There's something about when we have so to cut sweet. this now because it's like your joke. <laughs> you talk about them getting closer. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. It's so and good. It's, f- it's only fun to do when people really haven't heard it yet. So no, I'll love it every time. I appreciate it. And that. there's something so it's like absurdist, and the way that you tell it is so matter of fact, but you're not alarmed by it. <laughs> <that> it's <just laughs> like, it's, <laughs> it's intoxicating. It really is. No, Thank it you. it sucks to do like we all get in these. I mean, everybody has to do it where you have to do jokes in front of your friends a thousand times, and you're like, I'm sorry. You're like, I, this is why I should be touring. I'm <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> we need new people. This in is here. unnatural. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, but yeah, when you get to see your friend, and when you know it's coming, and you and the audience is already like loving them, you're like, oh, just wait till they hear this next one. Yes. It's gonna be so good. It's so oh, incredible. It's my favorite. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what was your? Oh, your boy club was Logan. Do you know any? Do you agree with our our theory or Connor's theory? W- wait, so the theory was all Logans are straight. Straight. Mm-hmm. I personally, I was thinking about that. I only know Logan as a name from like movies and TV. I personally, I don't think I've ever known a Logan. I had two Logans in my high school class, and then one Logan I knew in college who is not a good person. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I how were the Logan. two high school Logans? Um, both nice guys, like, sure. very much just, like, kind of peripheral to my life, but never had any problems with them. One of them, we might have to cut, uh, they probably don't listen, but <laughs> I would bet they don't. I hope you're, if you're listening, thank you. Um, one of them had this incident in a history class that, he, like, I wasn't in it, but this was the rumor, like, that got spread immediately, that he opened his laptop and there was still porn from the night before oh, on it. Classic. Wait. Out loud in class. <laughs> that was me on the Martin O'Malley for president campaign. No! <laughs> Wait, what? And Martin O'Malley, like, I still was on that campaign and he's so pro-gay. You know, because it was, it was gay porn. Like... <laughs> And like you need to back up a little bit. I worked on the Martin O'Malley for president campaign unpaid okay. intern and a volunteer, if you will. Honestly, <laughs> someone would say a volunteer. Unpaid intern. Someone say paid a, to be a body. I got <laughs> a college volunteer credit. sounds better. Volu- like a bad volunteer. Like I would just go. It was so bad at that job. Anyway. A volunteer with a resume. <laughs> Actually, but but like we were in this warehouse and also in that warehouse where my porn was playing is the current press secretary at the White House, Karine Jean-Pierre. So like wow. it was like uh, yeah, okay. and Liz Smith who then ran the Mayor Pete campaign. Mm-hmm. Mm. Do you know who that is? I do know. Oh shit! I'm so impressed with you. <laughs> do you think she picked <laughs> High Hopes as his song? Sure. Who, who? Do you think she picked High Hopes as his song? I have no <laughs> doubt. Is that Panic at the Disco? <laughs> yes, it is. I hate them. <laughs> they ruined the worst Taylor Swift song. Is a Panic at the Disco song? Me. That's the worst Taylor Swift song. Do you agree? I don't think I know that one. I don't either. It's so bad. It's from Lover. Anyway, but it's I... A, it's a cover of a Panic! at the Disco song. No, she did all these collabs. I feel like every time she does a collab... I love the way you say collab. Oh, <laughs> yeah, she does. Wait, which I do your job. It's, I think, I'm thinking of you every time I say that word. <laughs> but you've co-opted. Like, that word is your word. I was I around... So, true. I did immediately be like, Carly's going to know that's not how you say <laughs> that. <'cause> <laughs> <laughs> she says it a lot. You um, say it differently. <laughs> it's... Um, wait... I'll, I won't derail for longer than a second, but uh, there was a guy I was with the other night who kept saying the word compass, compass. And I was oh. like, over and over and over again. Wait, was it? Yes. Uh, I can kind of picture. Yeah. Compass. Compass. 
Because we were trying to figure out which way was west, and so he was like, doesn't does everybody have a compass? And I was like, nope, no, I don't know what that is, but nobody <laughs> has that. <laughs> compass app on my phone. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, sorry, you were saying well, about I, that. I show up one day, another day in paradise, Baltimore, and I just <laughs> get into the, it, we're literally in a warehouse. Like, it's a campaign, we're in a warehouse. I just open my computer, and there is porn playing with noise on, and I'm <sighs> like, oh shit. Brutal. And then you've seen my computer, like, it, it stalls, it's hard to close out anything. You just got to shut that thing right back <laughs> down and go home. <laughs> be like, I'm a volunteer. I'm actually going home for the day. <laughs> yeah, because like, <laughs> this is a porn po- positive podcast. Of That's course. Right. Of course. <laughs> but it's I always crazy. do. I'm always on the phone with my, I wouldn't, I feel like it's going to get, for some reason, I feel like my phone is not susceptible to virus, whereas the laptop <laughs> I have absolutely always believed is. That. Right? I'm like, um, w- somehow it's just like you can't get a virus on your phone. No, it's like I never have. I have. I don't think I have. I've been either. doing risky stuff on my phone <laughs> since I was twelve years old. The phone feels a lot more <laughs> resistant to viruses. Totally. But sometimes, if you're like someone who is into the details, like it is nice to have just kind of like a larger screen. Yeah. I'm th- there for the narrative, to be honest with I you. I know. That's something we disagree on. I don't give a fuck what they've done or where they've been. I'd love a narrative. It's I want to be emotionally invested. I do not need a narrative. I'd rather I not know them. Babies. <laughs> but I, I think the one, I think Hawkeye's fucked does a really good job. Mm. I think Bye Guys fucked does a really good job. And that's <laughs> kind of interesting. Companies? <laughs> Different. Hot Guys <laughs> and Bye Guys. I think they're under the same umbrella. LLC? Yeah. <laughs> for sure. guys, Hot Guys fuck is interesting because it's actually straight porn shot for like people who are attracted to like cis male bodies mm. so it's which is kind of unique you see the butthole <laughs> you know what does that make sense sure but it's so hot like, guys fucking each other no <gasps> hot guys There's girls in there yeah hot it could be called hot guy fuck it's usually a, a straight couple yeah oh wow. yeah interesting what, what guy is gonna watch that me straight guys <laughs> oh it's for gay guys i think it's for gay i think what? yeah that's actually true that's so interesting but with, but sometimes it is labeled a straight point that that's feel, an interesting question that feels like a 2004 straight. loophole that's like they had to make it under the guise that it was straight but it's like very clearly for the gay male gay right. i know like yeah which is the worst <laughs> honestly the worst <laughs> scariest gaze of it all is the gay male gaze yeah as someone who goes to Equinox Williamsburg, I'm here to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, just got back from the game all gays. Oh, wow. Yeah. How was yeah. it tonight? Um, it was Poppin'. really great. I was kind of just like, I kind of do this. I always look like I am late for something, and then people kind of like leave me alone. Like, I'm always like, <laughs> like as I look at equipment. Like, <laughs> look, yeah, you look late. Like you I look so. Why Why do you go so late in the evening? Is that not like when everybody's off after work? No, I've been going. I've been trying to go later because I realized that if I work out later, I will do work in the morning. Mm. And by work, I mean right. And then if I <laughs> go work out in the morning, I'll come back and be like, I'm tired. For and then sure. I, like, won't. Maybe that's like, been my to. mistake. I've been like, get to the gym as soon as you wake up, and you're like awake I and feel then i s- like sleep in the middle of the day yeah in the mo- okay so i'm doing this new thing to be more okay and i'm not the king of productivity i'm actually really unproductive and like definitely like kind of like maybe adhd but i try when i go to bed i try to write like a to-do list for the morning mm-hmm. and then so when i wake up it's like the, this is what you need to focus on because if not i would be like aliens totally like googling all sorts of shit i i, like I also can't work out in the morning i've done i've done it before where i've tried to do like uh, same way but like get up work out whatever yeah. but i'm by the time and then if i eat like a big breakfast after because I'm, I'm passed right out yeah. right there's no it's ki- yeah. eating puts me to sleep absolutely yeah, i feel like lately in a way that like yeah before. i have to yeah. work out at like 3 p.m when i'm crashing anyway and then like just go do that then and then come back and it, see if i can get yeah. anything done after but if i can like let myself work up until that point then i'm good to go and mm. then it feels like a treat that you worked for yeah by slaving over our 
our writing. That's right. <laughs> and editing the podcast and all the other crazy things we have to do. <laughs> Wait, editing all the names. The hard, out. hard work our parents are so proud of us for. A freaking man. I know. Sometimes I do sit, like I and like I'm doing whatever it is I have to do that day, and it's of course. Like it can, of course, can be very hard to be creative. Most days, you don't come up with anything, but it is like such a silly, joyous thing to get to like write jokes and scripts or whatever. Totally. Sometimes you're like dreading, like, oh, I have to like work at some point today, yeah. and then you sit down and look at it, and you're like, oh, it's I forget it's this. Yeah, it's like I this is this is what I'm if doing. You write coming one, up with little like characters. Like, what are the numbers? Do? No, never, never. It's yeah. Like, oh yeah, what are these little guys gonna do? I just have to like scene. think up something. Yeah. And it's like hard, I guess. <laughs> but it's so it's so low stakes, and I'm like, oh my gosh. My parents worked so hard all day. My grandfather worked on a farm for many years to like, and now this is what I get to do. So I gotta get it together. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta make this work. Yeah. My like grandfather said that artist is the highest career that one can be. Oh, that's, that's sweet awesome. of him. That's yeah, nice. he's dead. <laughs> but like, he did say that. <laughs> he believed that. Yeah, he did before he. It was, it was on his headstone, I, if I remember correctly. Yeah. <laughs> artist is the highest job. This is the highest. <laughs> we create things. Yeah. Ooh. If they'll damn pay us for it. That's right. WGA strong. Bam. <laughs> True. Honestly, it is if I were in it, I was gonna say <laughs> as three non-members. <laughs> aspirational. Strong. <laughs> aspirational strength. <laughs> my parents are supportive in weird ways. Like my mom sent me this this some quote from some person. Watch it be like the most important writer <laughs> in the world who said this. That was like, <laughs> the thing with the writing is most of writing is just the ordeal or whatever, which is like just like kind of like the like literally I and it's like it truly is mostly just sitting there like today I sat outside for three hours in the UV getting burned mm -hmm. like <laughs> working on like my half hour mm -hmm. and it was kind of just like thinking about it totally and it was like, but I think I needed to do that I think I heard like maybe Patton Oswalt say once that like if you're it trying to write <laughs> for like two hours you actually need like five or six hours yeah because it takes what? like so many hours to like get into the space where you're actually like, ready to start writing. Absolutely. Wait, to, like, if he said this, if also. my mom sent me a Patton Oswalt quote, then like... I doubt it's <laughs> that. I think he's <laughs> just shared a similar sentiment. I agree, though. Anytime I need to do work of any like creative time, I'm like... And sometimes I'm okay, like, am right. I being crazy? But I'm like, I need like four hours to get... Uh, what Which feels like an hour's like worth so of work. much. Yeah. You can't just like sit down and start writing. Never, never. Unless you like are picking back up from or like editing. That's the only thing I can ever get myself totally. to like dive into right away. Mm -hmm. Wait, that's why I'm glad I fired my therapist because I used to see her at noon on Mondays, and now with and there was like this big hole in the middle of my day, mm -hmm. and now that she's dead to me, <laughs> I don't. It's like now that's time that I can just. It's like a chunk of time. It's like a gift of uninterrupted time. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard. My therapy is Thursday at eleven, and it's like every time I'm like, I need to do this, but I'm like, ugh. Yeah. Now I gotta get up early, so I have three hours before this, and it's like, yeah. Oh, right. It, like, that can be the first thing you do. No, 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 no. Because then I'm, you know, I woke up, did this, I'm like, no, well, now I'm gonna spiral for the rest of the day about what we just talked about. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, okay. She never made me spiral, and that's how I know she was bad. I don't think he makes me spiral. I think I make me spiral. But That's she didn't huge. push you but she didn't push you to those places is what you're saying. You hate her? No, I, I want you to have somebody you like. I'm glad that she helped you through some things, but if it's time for somebody new, it's time for somebody new. I think that's very generous. <laughs> and that sounds right. <laughs> well, at first I will say, I when you first okay, don't step on this, you didn't pull it out. Oh when, sorry. Um when you first said you fired your therapist, I was like, Jesus Christ. But then, <laughs> but which I, which I feel bad. Wait, you filtered yourself to me? No, I just feel bad. Then I was like, I'm not giving Connor enough respect and benefit of the doubt that he has very valid reasons for not wanting to work with this person anymore. And then you explained why you didn't. And I was like, I was being shitty for saying 
for thinking, ugh, why did you quit on somebody when you didn't? That's Wait, not what I you did feel like all. I'm being shitty for making you feel shitty, and that's why this is a gay podcast. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> it's a fucking queer <laughs> podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she. I was never excited to talk to her, and I feel like you know what it was. Can you want to know the, the honest to god truth? I gotta tell you something. Please. This is so dark. I have an eating disorder. I've always had an eating disorder. I was like, this is still this thing that I need to like figure out. And she's like, just imagine how good it will feel to make an omelet. And I'm like, girl, I'm not I'm just a girl. I didn't say girl. That's really gay. <laughs> Thank you. I was like, like and then she's be like, a little smarter. <laughs> so much. And then I was like, that's so I fuck off. I was like, yeah. that's so unhelpful. And yeah. then she's like, I bet you'd be really surprised to see how many calories you need to like maintain your body. I was like, Dude, you're talking basal metabolic rate. I looked at that when I was 15. Like, what are you yeah. talking right. about? Like, it, she and then she I. She should know that you've been all up and down the internet about this. Like, <laughs> that's so <laughs> hard. I was it. like, you're fired. You're fired. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. You probably need. And she said, my door is always open. And I said, because because your slots are never gonna be full, babe. And like, because <laughs> you need <laughs> the business. <laughs> because you're saying that omelet shit to people. Uh, Just imagine. But chopping she's good up if you're a bell pepper. Throw it in the pan. Mm. <laughs> she's thinking about her breakfast tomorrow. She's like obsessed <laughs> yeah. with that. She's like throwing a little bit of G. Yeah, maybe she should start an ASMR account where she like <laughs> makes omelets or something. She's <laughs> like, ooh, I'm tapping the egg. <laughs> I really don't miss her at all. I was not. You're never no sure if you're making the right decision. Mm. But I think if it doesn't feel like a loss, then you did. Absolutely. Right yeah, she had to go, and That's it was well costing said. $150 a session. <laughs> I think I actually don't have that, so. <laughs> Who does? Cool to like not give that to her. Mm -hmm. This was this was one hundred fifty dollars. <laughs> that's this right. And that's why our <laughs> sound is investment. better. <laughs> our sound is better because of yeah. Because Haley is unemployed. Speaking of my therapist that I fired, and you can go whatever order you want. Mm. What is a boys club that you are not a part of? A boys club that I'm not a part of. And feel okay, free to share as many answers as you want to. Okay, good. Because I had like a few. Yeah. Okay, I think like and this is like really like first thought and also like a result of like. I'm in this new apartment now where I live with like all boys and it's great. It's like a huge improvement in many ways mm -hmm. compared to my last apartment, but they watch basketball together, oh, which yeah. is kind of new to me. Yeah. Um, Especially right now, NBA finals. Exactly. And it's like a big deal and it feels like this big sacred thing that I'm kind of like allowed to be there for, <laughs> but how generous of them. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's really like, it's interesting. It feels like there's so much like, knowledge that goes into it there's so much like there's like a shared language among them it's yes. also super fascinating to be in a group of like all white boys who are watching basketball <laughs> there's like a lot that goes on there yeah um in a, in a lot of nuanced ways <laughs> they feel very comfortable um i don't know it's just this weird like viewing of like mostly black people yes and this like Kind of objectifying way. Totally. Like really Are they straight boys? Straight boys. You live with four straight boys? I live with, uh, used to be three straight boys, now it's two straight boys. What but they, when basketball happens. One came happens, out or died. <laughs> 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 when, when basketball happens, more converge. Sure, sure, sure. Yes. And we are in the sweet spot of NBA right now. Cause are the NBA Sixers finals. in it? Exactly. The Sixers are still in it. That's why my so dad like has a goatee. Yeah. He doesn't yeah. shave, but he actually like looks good with a goatee. For like good luck? Yeah. Yeah. NBA yeah. is the NBA is huge. It's, and it's interesting because it didn't used to be like as big of a, you know, not as many people watched it within the last like I don't know, 10 15 years or so. It's had a complete like kind of renaissance of like so most men our age are very into it. And it's such a social thing. Yeah. It's like this thing you can always be researching. 
like always be like shoring up your knowledge yes. of and what i also find fascinating is that like it the the freedom i think that it it gives men to almost like comment on like male like other male bodies mm-hmm. like especially if they're straight yeah. like there was this one moment where i was like I like pointed out one of the players. I'm like, he's cute, and they all like jumped on it. They're like, yeah, <laughs> and, and they like start like rattling off <laughs> all these statistics about how good of a player he is. But they were like so almost glad to have this opportunity to like agree with me. Yeah, yeah, and to get to be excited about a man. Uh, totally. Yeah, it's kind of sweet in that way. Yeah, it is like this. Yeah, sports are like an interesting place where men do feel empowered to like be excited about other guys. And they can be like, being, look at him. Yeah, look at the way his. Calves, and it's like yeah. no one can be like that's weird. Like it's this really sacred space. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, and um, th- it's also like a month long. The NBA finals are long, so strap it's in. It's long, <laughs> <laughs> totally. Yeah. yeah, they just keep popping up. They yeah. keep being there, and I'm like, is it time again? I think there's something beautiful about as someone who doesn't follow sports, the joy that people who are really invested feel, that's nice. It is nice. Yeah. I mean, there's certainly a little bit of betting going on. <laughs> I think like low, <laughs> low stakes. Wait, yes. so that, so when I was a kid, I would do. Sports betting is so legal and so everywhere all yeah. of a sudden. Yeah. It Your is roommates do this? A little bit. Not I used to, to do like March it. Madness, you know it? Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. I know it. <laughs> I did it in two What is your relationship with like basketball? Okay, so. Your dad I was your coach once. <laughs> My dad, okay, my dad was my coach, but not because he wanted me, he not because he wanted to be, because I wanted him to be. Nice. Yeah, it like wasn't like I was, it was not a fantasy for him for me to be a basketball star. I think it was a fantasy for me to be the son of the coach. So totally, and, and I think I was like, you gotta find your way in, you know. I know, right. and I was like, this Whatever man needs a job. Pick up a clipboard. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, he needs to do something. He's a stay-at-home dad. So he, so I played for seven years, seven wow. seasons. Yeah. I think you played for seven seasons. I know. I, I said that to my dad this week and I was like, isn't it crazy that we like got seven different t-shirts and like made the decision seven times to show up again and just did it seven times. We just like kept going I and it was never fun. I thought max two years you played. That's I'm impressed. No, I, yeah, my whole life was stressful because I also like, I was never good or happy. I just kept going. Yeah. For seven seasons. It's hard because there's not like, I mean, you know, obviously there's like theater, but there's like so few, I don't know, like I feel like when I was in middle and high school, it was like you either do arts or you do sports. There weren't like a lot of other, which is cool because now some of the kids I work with that like, that I coach, like they have like tech after school stuff or video game after school. So it just seems like there's other options out there for kids who maybe don't fit theater or sports, but it was really, that was it for at least where I grew up. Yeah. So I was really nuanced in that I was on the basketball team, but also the play and the play. Oh. Yeah. So I was kind of well. Troy Bolton, hello. That's right. <laughs> 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 Absolutely Troy Bolton. But I did in, in seventh grade, 2000, uh, I'm not going to tell you the year. In seventh grade, <laughs> I did, I was in March Madness, and I just remember because I got really into it that year. Because, But it was exciting to go home from school and have like a pool and watch the games and then like check off my little pool. And I remember I had mm-hmm. Kansas winning big that year. Like I remember that. Good like, pick. Right. And this is a good, good yeah, pick. Yeah. I don't think they won. But, like, it was fun to have, like, money on the line and stakes. Yeah. Yeah, it's, like, a real, like, hobby. It's yeah. It's, like, a, it's this whole world of, yeah. of facts. I yeah. think I remember have. my, there are certain colleges that I still, from that one year that I did March Madness, I'm, like, Gonzaga, that's a March Madness school. Totally. I, I know that as a basketball school, too. Yeah. Well, there's, yeah. That's you get so all this latent knowledge. It's crazy, Marquette. like, marketing. Yeah, Marquette. Marquette yeah. For sure. Yeah. Um, I, like I these are not schools people know. Well, Duke maybe, but like <laughs> people don't know Gonzaga, like yeah. outside of. But I feel like Duke really did get. A, I mean, they're kind of synonymous with basketball now. Duke, yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Yep. 
that my dream and says someone who's not like a basketball person is to sit courtside okay that's also something that is like cool and hot about mm-hmm. basketball is like the, I think Kim the celebrity of it all yeah to and see and be seen at a knicks game is like a big totally deal. and also the difference between like celebrities at like a basketball game and celebrities at like a football game is huge because yeah. there's like these evil like ceos that are really far away at mm-hmm. the football game yeah but it's like cool it's like sitcom people then they're right there at the yeah. basketball game yeah 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 basketball does have like an energy to it that is a little bit more um it's just like generally speaking, the the, the um, it's more plugged into yeah, it's pop more culture. it's more yeah, more culturally relevant. It's a little bit more like left leaning of like I don't know, football can be very like conservative old school, and old school. Totally. Wait, you're right. The culture I, around I feel basketball like that is goes cooler. hand in hand with it being more like deadly and like for sure, dangerous. it's a much more violent sport. Also, whereas basketball so is very s- like smooth and and very you're pretty not to watch. Really, you're not hitting your head on an no. average day. <laughs> no, no. Like, you know. it's a big deal if if there's a head injury that's totally. like stopping the game. Well, like yeah, a compound fracture, yeah. which happens, but it's not very common. Yeah, did you yeah. see? I was watching one game and there was a man. I was gonna say, did you see that guy had a mask on? But then I yes, was yes, like, yes, of course. Oh, so you're watching the and same I game that I was watching. the boys I was with. I was like, what's up with the mask? But thank God for both of us. Wait, I love that in our world, in two separate rooms. I and you were asking a group of men. <laughs> what's up with that we mask? were like, okay, what's the mask? <laughs> <laughs> what is it for? I thought that it was kind of like a fan of the opera thing. I and thought it was like an intimidation <laughs> yeah. kind of thing. They said his <laughs> face is fucked up. Yes. He's yeah. a broken. Broken face. Broken hard. face. My little sister had to wear one of those for a little while when she was playing basketball because she got elbowed in the face. Oh. Yeah. Nose? Nose. And so she looked pretty hardcore. Totally. Tough when it you're is scary. Tough when you're like a junior in high school, though, and you're like, for the love of God, I can't have this thing <laughs> on my <laughs> face. Um, that's, a gr- that's a great one. NBA Finals. Top- topical and great. We also it's haven't one had of one them. before. Yeah. It's one of them for sure. Also, okay, so this is, and this is maybe like a little, I don't know. I'll let you guys decide what you think about this. We'll let you know. Okay, I'm sure you will. <laughs> so for me, a boys club that I am not in, and this is by choice, is Letterboxd. Me neither. I don't do Letterboxd. I you on it? So one time someone that was their boys club. Not that this is this is original. This was the boys club they were in. This is a, yeah, but I thought that they were talking about someone that had a like I thought they were talking about those those light up boards that people put letters on. <laughs> oh yes. Do you know what I'm talking what about? What do you mean? Where they're like, Welcome home girl and then it or oh like my Taco Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> and I swear to God, we had a four-minute conversation. Yeah, like those little like light-up, like yes. adult light brights. I don't think for that we. <laughs> we truly, it's I don't like think. It's party tonight. Yeah, it's we like never found from a bachelorette warehouse. It <laughs> also yes. can be seen in an office at a girl boss desk or mine when I worked at our expo. A girl <laughs> boss or a gay guy. <laughs> yeah, totally. It's just like cold brew on tap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Whenever you see that, like people are not being treated well. It, it's true. Mm-hmm. It's Whether true. it's at a home or but an there office. is like free cold brew and guacamole. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh, Wait, I definitely went on two dates with a guy that had a letterbox. Did he talk about it a lot? I mean, I feel like most people do. He yeah. was I like most people in our kind of circle. Yeah. Yeah. He was into it. Mm-hmm. He, when we talk about Coke and Bear, he's the one who I said, "Why did you break up with your exes?" And he said. That's a really intense question to ask on a second date. And then we kind of like parted second ways. Second date, I feel like that's fine. You yeah. can talk about old relationships. I was also like, I actually said, why did you break up with your exes? And I assumed they broke up with you. But I didn't say that. So I was like, <laughs> I was giving you the power of the narrative. I was giving oh, totally. you the, you were the right. The doubt. Yeah. That assumption. And his name's Colin. And <laughs> Colin? <laughs> we're allowed, we're, like in this new year, we're not cutting names. Yes, so. we are. <laughs> yes, we are. Especially when you drop first and last, we are cutting names. <laughs> we never even got to the last name, let me tell you. I feel like. Colin for, is. Yeah, Colin's pretty vague. Yeah. I, I feel like for Letterboxd, the idea of like 
keeping track of like movies or books or albums or something that I've like really enjoyed and being like, why did I like this? And being engaged with art in that way feels like a uh, a good practice to be in, perhaps, mm-hmm. and be like, yeah, like. But I think I. Like, I have a list of the books I've been reading because I've been wanting to keep track and be like, you know, and just like writing little things like liked this part or like didn't like this or this person suggested it to me. But I wouldn't share that with anybody. It feels very like private mostly because right. I'm it's like, like personal record keeping. Whereas like Letterboxd yeah. is very kind of like public. Yeah. And, and it also feels like in the same way that, that I, I think typically men approach sports kind mm-hmm. of in the same way. It's like this accruing of like knowledge and statistics and it's like you can have the same attitude and you can just aim it at like basketball or movies yeah where it's like you are you have this like encyclopedic knowledge yeah of every movie that you've seen and you can do all these little rankings yeah comparisons and and people follow each other people do follow each other so the reason i like i used to do letterbox my i i after like a breakup with an ex i came to like associate letterboxd like with the ex and i was like i have blocked you painted them on a picture <laughs> <laughs> like i've blocked them on everything else and i just like i'm willing to give up this one social media platform sure. to them. so i'm like i don't do letterboxd anymore yeah because this is just like one more place i don't want to see them fair enough um, yeah and so i i like you know let let letterboxd go yeah i <sighs> i don't really feel I mean, I'm saying this as somebody who's been speaking into a microphone for a podcast for the last hour, but <laughs> I, Go ahead. I'm i not always, I get very self-conscious, especially around, like, the people that were around a lot who seem to come from a lot of, like, pretty, like, film-heavy backgrounds. Totally. I did not come from that background at all. I feel like I'm so, like, behind. On, I haven't seen a lot of, like, the classics or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I feel really self-conscious about my taste and my opinions on movies and stuff like that even though i feel you know taste is no more than just like what do you like i think it doesn't have to necessarily be like good or bad mm-hmm. i think there are some whatever like critical things that like generally get the consensus like this is a good film or this is a bad film whatever but i think i'm too anxious to like put my real thoughts out there about that kind of stuff and be like are people gonna think i'm an idiot yeah yeah i, I think it's a really that. scary question is to be like w- when someone says, "What are your favorite movies?" Or mu- I think music. Uh, music is as hard, yeah. so, so awkward scary, to talk about. So hard to. I was so anxious as like in high school about anybody ever seeing what I was listening to or what was on my playlist. Everything was always like private. I would listen on private listening on Spotify. Like I never wanted anybody to know. What I, was I know. Listening to. And then when they see listening to sad songs, yeah, the place called sad music or like. It's a funeral song. So <laughs> <laughs> My funeral playlist. <laughs> I Wait, was Spotify, see something, say something, call, make call out for your friends. You know I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Spotify was implemented to really, really reach to out check to people in. in. It's true. It's a surveillance tool. Absolutely. It should, it, should, it should be. They should be looking and be like, hey, you're like searching concerning things. If I die young radio, you know what I mean? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Get out. Do you guys remember that song if i die young yeah i feel like everyone like at some point when they were in high school like lied in their bed with their hands like, their oh office. my god <laughs> <laughs> i'm a senior <laughs> like looking out the window on a rainy day yeah, yeah. oh my god yeah. you're on the bus mm-hmm. bury me inside mm-hmm. lay me down in a bed of roses oh there's nothing more dramatic than having your headphones and looking out the window of the bus when it rains your headphones that are so loud but it's before noise canceling so everyone can hear what you're listening (laughs) to totally (laughs) it's just leaking (laughs) 
<laughs> no one wants to acknowledge. Oh, I was always so nervous sad. about that too. So I would turn it way down and I would listen very softly because I was nervous about people hearing. I know <sighs> music is scary too because I used to love Halsey, intimate, which is so awkward to you me. Like, well, I Halsey. love Halsey because I feel like no. Do you love Halsey? No, I honestly could maybe name one. Not even maybe one Halsey song. Yeah, I'm trying to think if I know a Halsey song. Like I know I wasn't well, she in a movie recently. If I heard her songs, undoubtedly, <laughs> she's so <laughs> random. I feel like she's just kind of like <laughs> a multi. <laughs> undoubtedly, she, she was in a movie. I don't know. I'll think of it. I I feel like if I heard a song and I, and it was Halsey, I would like recognize that this is a song I know, but I don't think I would be able to like tell you the name of any of her songs. Yeah, totally. I love big like Target music. Yes. Yeah. That's the thing about Halsey. It's big like retail. <laughs> straight to retail. Sli- straight to retail. <laughs> <laughs> Ever since I found Taylor Swift, I was kind of like, I don't like anyone else anymore. I feel like I'm just a Taylor Swift boy. No, I wouldn't be. You have been on quite I a kick with her for the last like, six months. a real connection to Taylor Swift. Yeah. Wait, yeah. I never like did either until I did Mushrooms. Have you done Mushrooms? I've done Mushrooms. Okay, so I, well, actually, here's my Taylor Swift journey. So I went to a Soul Cycle class. It was Fearless versus Speak Now. And I was like, these actually are bangers. And then I was on. albums. Yes. Okay. And then I listened to Midnight Sweats once on Mushrooms. And I was like, actually, I love this. And then from there, it kind of just like took off. But do you think if you had done that with another album, you would have found this? I mean, I guess you'll never know. Maybe. I definitely think. it doesn't matter. Yeah, I think it's possible. I think like there are certain albums that also were meant to be listened to like as a piece. I think some of Taylor Swift's are like that. The one that jumps out that's like that is like Lana Del Rey and Norman fucking Rockwell. I think I could definitely get more into Lana Del Rey than Mm. Taylor Swift. Norman fucking Rockwell is a really, I don't know the new stuff, Mm. but that album for years, I was like, I'm not into this. And then I listened to it in one sitting and was like, oh, this was really exactly what you described. I want to be sitting on a bus looking out the window crying. Mm-hmm. I love the uh, the Dune Time cover. Yes. <laughs> that's on, I think it's on Norman fucking uh, I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good album. Mm-hmm. It's really sad boy vibes. I don't know much of Lana Del Rey stuff. Another, I mean, uh, an indistinguishable voice. Like, is that the right word? You can hear, when you hear her voice, you know it's her, is what I'm trying to say. Like, her Literally. voice is very distinct. Um, but I don't, I don't think I could list a lot of her songs either. Yeah. I, I never like got into her. I, I never know. did either. But people are really into her yeah. in a way that makes me feel like, when did you all do this together? Yeah. Yeah. Like, well, I dated this like guy. Like, when did all the research happen? <laughs> <laughs> Every time. I'm going to be this. I like, I dated this guy. I have this thing with guys who have like sad music. I think that's a red flag. Sure. Oh, but that's how we started our bittersweet conversation. Because we were like, oh, actually, you should read bittersweet. This is like a year ago. But um, I had this one, I dated this one guy who was like obsessed with Lana Del Rey. And he would always show me music videos from her. And I was like, okay. And then I realized, but then I feel like when guys are that obsessed with like sad music, they're like working through some internal shit. Maybe. And it's like, I want a guy that likes happy music. I want a guy that likes normal music. I want a guy that likes Bruce Springsteen. Older. My dad. (laughs) Wait, hold the mic in front of your face. (laughs) (laughs) No matter. (laughs) Just move with it. Wherever we go, I'm still going to have a microphone problem. (laughs) (laughs) I was watching you go like this and stuff. You (laughs) just drift away from it. I feel bad for what I said about sad music. No, no, no. I don't think that's, I think that's fine. I mean, I do love <laughs> all of the members of Boy Genius and all their works. So I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty big on pretty sad, sad music. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty, it, you can, when you really listen to those lyrics, you're like, that's tough. That yeah. That's tough. Yes. Yeah. Yes. 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 Um, wait, what, what oh, letterbox. 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 I know we're getting so off topic. Letterbox. Wait, letterbox. what's the last movie where you reviewed on letterbox? Oh my God. That would be so sad to think. Probably a movie that I watched with my ex. Nice. Oh, <laughs> Way to bring that up. Yeah. Jesus. And now it just <laughs> lives like in that kind of great. I think that I'd sure. be stressed about every time I watch a movie 
you have to be like, what am I going to write in my letterbox? Totally. Yeah. And I know that people do have that relationship and like will write a review immediately after seeing the movie. And it's like, and it's about showing people that you have seen the movie. Totally. That's what I don't like about it's that like kind of stuff. It's like the public, like, yeah. it's the demonstration. Totally. Which, like, I the think gaze. is fine. Like, yeah. It is, uh, yeah. I think that's what turns me away like, from it. you can like, you can comment, you can go viral on Letterboxd. Oh, like, <gasps> people wow. are, like, big on Letterboxd. Film boys mm-hmm. out here being big on Letterboxd. I did. I listened to a. Um, I'm sure you guys maybe have heard about this or listened to it too. But the um, the Daily had the guy from uh, New York Times um, movie critic who like left a couple maybe a month ago, a couple months ago. They interviewed him on uh, on the Daily to like talk about how the way like movie critique has like changed over the years and like how like basically like big marvel movies are kind of ruining the movie industry because they're just all about like like everything is all about making money and like not spending any and (laughs) not actually making art anymore Mm -hmm. um so anyway it was interesting to hear what he had to say about that but i loved one thing that he said about being a movie critic is kind of about like having a conversation with the reader and not being like this is good or this is bad but like trying to like Bring somebody in on your like perspective on things. Totally. And it's like having you a friend to watch with. You need to like be, and I use this word like very kind of lightly and loosely, but like an influencer. Like you almost need mm-hmm. like people to have some kind of conception and sympathy for like almost where you're coming from first. Yeah. And then they can take everything you say with a grain of salt. Right. But like with an understanding of who you are. Right. And the perspective you're watching movies from. Totally. Yeah. Like they need to know. Yeah. They need to know like, am I going to generally agree or disagree or like know when i'm not gonna like what you have to say about something right and you have to be like first and foremost i'm not a god yeah i'm not like <laughs> yeah yeah and with that here are my movie reviews. right and i just can't get on board with anybody who's like on letterboxd being like this is the end all be all opinion I, I don't know we're just around a lot of film people who i think have hard opinions on stuff and i'm just like i just can't totally. get into that but I'm i also think there are an equal amount of people who are like kind of like d- d- uh, dumb in a in a I know, or like anti-intellectual, like sure. in a good way. Yeah, like people who are are not trying to like posture as like an academic. Okay, good, because that's my that's more my vibe. Yeah. I, I would like to engage with that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think I could tell you what makes a movie like good or bad sincerely, even Me from a neither, critic's really. lens. And like, I have a degree <laughs> in like film. You studied film, yeah, at Boston have, University. Yeah, I have a screenwriting degree. Ugh, stopping so. for that. Unless you have more, do you have more? I had one brief one. Let's do it. Which I'm sure has maybe been mentioned. Let's before, do it. But like, no, it camping. Okay. Yes, I was just thinking about this the other day. No interest. Something I have not been, uh, I d- have no history of. I think also, you know, we could trace this all the way back to maybe like a Boy Scouts kind of mm-hmm. thing, where like I had no like childhood introduction to camping, but also like. It's just like the clout of it doesn't work for me. Yeah. Like I really don't like need to post that I went away camping for the weekend. Totally. And I'm sure there are like really beautiful enriching parts of camping and you do mushrooms and <laughs> you're under the stars and you that's do all good. mushrooms in your house. Oh, certainly. <laughs> certainly. You can go to the park and do mushrooms. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I'm sure there are ways to enhance that experience. <laughs> yeah. So camping is one of those things for me that I really don't need to do. And it, it almost, like, hasn't been exclusively, like, boys uh, introducing that in my life. Yeah. But it does feel like one of those, like, kind of masculine skewing things. It does feel like there's certain things like that where all of a sudden, like, you... And I don't know if this is coming from, like, a place of being, like, oh, I'm a, an adult man now who, like, works a job and, like, is not 
doing anything with my hands and you're like, I need to go be outside right. and like build a fire with. and like be like, and I, I respect all of yeah. that. I get that feeling. Yeah. And I can sure. do this for myself. But I also am like, if I'm going to go sleep under the stars, I'm going to have a freaking like lodge that I paid for to like, you know, I, I'm gonna I be don't in a bed. like discomfort. running water. No. And it's like, if I need to quell the feeling of like, I'm not working enough i'm not doing things with my hands like i'll take out like the garbage <laughs> like i honestly yeah. like doing the dishes totally. kind of absolutely scratches that for yeah me. it's interesting that people pay to go camping I, they pay quite a lot yeah it's like you have equipment a, is really you expensive. have a home right and it's like if you if you want to have like an uh, like a, a suitably comfortable experience camping like something you can tolerate you need to like shell out a lot of fucking money yeah and there's like permits to go to camping sites. And it's you gotta find a friend with a car and pay for gas and bring enough supplies. Like it's a whole thing. I'm I not doing that. I it's just not something I want to spend all that money on. No, definitely not. And also, like, and this part of it probably is like a more um, traditional boys' club. It's like not to get dark, but I get nervous about like safety, big time. Sleeping in the woods? No, thank you. For sure. Well, it reminds me of like the ocean. And it's like. You know the the enjoyment versus the risk, yeah. right? <laughs> yes, is it worth it? No. Like we don't know what is in the sea, and we don't know what is in the woods, right? I mean, we don't know what is in New York, honestly. But like we, but at like least there's witnesses. We like <laughs> totally, yeah. and you can be in your little box. <laughs> yeah. Like. yeah. Also, like if you Google camping murder, you don't will do never do not Google camping murder. Don't even Google it at home. YouTube do not it. Google anything. You Connor can Google street go- murder. Make <laughs> 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 sure not to dox you. We yes. can. <laughs> no, leave it on. <laughs> leave it on. I want <laughs> let them come. Let them come. Let them come. Let them I come. won't be here forever. Let me tell you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I just I I I also have no interest in camping. It I actually really did in college to yeah? meet people. I before college started, I went on this um freshman camping trip because I was a fucking loser. You know who goes on that? Losers. And it was me and a bunch of losers. <laughs> no, that's sweet. Oh, the no, it was losers. In college? Before, yeah. before school starts? It was like um, Discovery. Yeah. It was called Discovery. There's always like a pre, it was like Welcome to Wake at our school. It was called Welcome to Wake. And it was like, I think, and it was like a pre-orientation program. The way that you rolled your eyes were like, I don't know, I'm not a loser. So I wasn't on. Well, I was already always there because of preseason. And I was always like, who are these weirdos who are also here? Like, mm. <laughs> just like really eager. There was this club at BU, which was like kind of ironically named because I feel like it was like kind of, it was like a queer skewing club just by population, but it was called the BU Outing Club because they all went on outings together. Wait, (laughs) it's okay. If you join, we're outing you for these things (laughs) to be lame as hell. And they were like, that's sad. Why are you going camping with these people? that you don't know i guess if you're like from like oklahoma and you're like i came from the woods i gotta get a little taste every once in a while yeah and i had a total crush on our like guide whose name was dan who was straight but then he moved to new york and now he's gay (gasps) do you know him don't cut that no (laughs) (laughs) he looks hot as hell i didn't say anything bad I didn't say anything bad. Good no, for this Dan. is like a commercial for this person. Yeah, <laughs> so shout out Dan. But he was one of those people who was like really hot, but like really Christian. Mm. Do you think he was gay then, though? Oh, I, the way that gay works, yeah. <laughs> <I'm sure laughs> like, fair enough. I do feel like he was, <laughs> and he just also seemed gay and was like leading this camping retreat. It was just, yeah. But yeah. then he was also in a frat. Mm. Yeah. That's how it goes in the South, though. There's a lot of closeted Christians in frats. You're describing one. <laughs> You're looking at one, not describing one. You're staring. You were in a frat. I was in a frat. It was Zeta Beta Tau. It was Jewish. CBT. CBT. Yeah. I knew I, that one. Yes. Um. 
Yeah, I was I was in it to I think I was in it to like offset the fact that I was gay. To kind of be like, I'm gay, but I'm in a frat. I'm sure <laughs> other parts of it appealed to you. It seems like fun. Like Yeah, I wanted to get like fucked up all the totally. time. Yeah. And like that was like in the set, like at that school, like that's I kinda think how that's kinda cool. Like being like a just a, a random kid in college, like, yeah, I'll probably end up drinking a lot. But like yeah. these people can show me how to really fucking get fucked up. And I yeah. like never had a fake ID. I just had this girl named Abby Alcohol that I would buy a ten dollar water <laughs> bottle of alcohol. I've told you this. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Abby Alcohol second shout out on the pod to date <laughs> and she wore chacos by the way and she of course she did it was she North now? Carolina I don't know I think I, I should google her wait I should her name is Abby's oh, I'm making her Christ. toast so hard or mine wherever I'm so hard but she I would stop by her thing about a $10 water bottle of alcohol water bottle uh, yeah of, just of like, like full of vodka full of like fruit punch flavored burnettes classic burnettes yeah it's a classic she was turning a profit yeah, on totally, this totally she's probably spending like $14 on yeah. the whole bottle Generous. Then, that feels even generous. Uh, that feels right, like right. Burnett's. That's. I mean, yeah, that's the cheapest. She's turning a huge <laughs> it profit. Bad. What a genius! Oh, it's like making me sick to my stomach just thinking about it. When I think about like tropical flavored Rubinoff, uh, that was like a cheap vodka, like mm-hmm. a f- highly flavored vodka. Ugh. Yeah, well, I, really I loved my, my favorite drink was Old or like Spice. Sprite and vodka. Oh. <laughs> I love all of it. Old Spiced Morgans. Is that a thing? Old Spiced like Spice? Captain. Captain. Old Captain. Spice Captain Morgan. Captain Morgan. With Spiced. Cherry Coke Zero. That sounds good. So good. I would pay for that. So good. <laughs> that costs $30 dollars downstairs. <laughs> I know that's scary. Isn't that crazy that I walk out every day and just don't buy it? Jesus. That's so incredible. I know. It's impressive. Seven, really years, seven years strong. If my parents don't send me a diamond bracelet, I swear to God. <laughs> I swear to God. <laughs> I was like, you gotta be fucking kidding if you're me. listening to this now and you haven't you know you fucked up that's I right i think it's pretty embarrassing to have a child that's seven years sober and not to have gotten them a diamond bracelet <laughs> but to the, the gift is that like in wet like you know how in weddings it's like, like they, the platinum, the platinum year and the china year and like the other and like the different types seven of years is a diamond bracelet yeah or pearls okay Hear and that? they can be pre-owned. That's just because he wants pearls. <laughs> but my <laughs> dad used pearls. What about a puka shell necklace? How are you Ooh. gonna do for that? I was gonna say to my dad, I was like, I'm okay, sure I have one. I was like, Dad, fa- like, search my room, like, go wherever you need to go, like, look through all the things, like, like, no stone left unturned. <laughs> you know, he's my dad is a teacher. He's got time. You know, he's got time. <laughs> he's got time. And he's got that curriculum down. You could just grade A, B. Mm-hmm. I was thinking it's about to be summer where he'll answer the phone. He's been teaching Catcher the Rye for twenty plus years. Yeah. 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 So yeah, but I was gonna say find his Puka diamond shells. bracelet. Wait, you know what's so sweet though? I asked him. To, oh my god, wait, this is the last thing I'm gonna say about him. I asked him to find me a vintage T-shirt because I thought I would look fucking sexy in one. Mm-hmm. So I was like, "What old shirts do you have?" And then he only brought me one, but it was this shirt from a bar that he used to wear. My he and I learned all about my, he and my mom falling in love. Oh, I know. He said he wore the. He, they got it from a bar that they used to go to. That's so sweet. In Wildwood in 1985, and it was the summer that they would like meet every day at this bar. Oh, and now I have a shirt, a vintage shirt with like two little holes in it. Not Aww. in a weird way, but like it has hold, like it's like worn. All dad shirts have holes in them in weird places that are ju- from just being stretched and like <laughs> maybe or like paint, burned or yeah. whatever. <laughs> yeah, paint on them. Yeah, it's yeah. like what, what were you guys doing so much? <laughs> right, I haven't seen you do anything. <laughs> I know. Since I was born. I know, and I was got it because I wanted to wear it to Muna, and then I was like, I can't wear this to Muna. I need to wear this freaking to my like this. I'm gonna guard this with my life. But I actually might wear it to Muna because it looks hot. <laughs> it looks good. It's like a good cut. On yeah, it. it says like bar, something about a harbor in 1985. Cute. It's like vintage. Cute. And I'm just picturing them at this bar being like, so have you heard about the gay cancer? <laughs> 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 they, just, 
<laughs> Every time I say that, I'm like, Mom, you didn't even know any gay people. She's like, guess I did. But then she never follows it up. Well, I'm she, like, well, who were they? She fixed that problem for herself quick. I know. That's right. She self-selected. Yeah, you know. three at a time. Wait, but the boys club that I just steamrolled was... Camping. 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 Okay. <laughs> What's a boys club you are, n- are a part of? Are in. Okay. Um, she explains our questions to me. <laughs> throwaway comedy. Everyone says that one. I'm actually going to... Okay, so we can do this next one like fairly quickly, but... When I was like a tween, teen, obsessed with skateboarding. Yes. I would get Thrasher magazine mm. and this other big magazine, the Skateboard Mag, delivered to my house every single month. Oh, that's awesome. I had like, that's all I asked for for Christmas was like, uh, like, like video, like each like brand would put like Vans or whatever would yeah. put out like a video of like all their pro skaters. This is going to sound very silly to people who know uh, skateboarding, but like. I would have all these like videos that I would watch over and over again. I like wore all the clothes. I skated for a while as a as a tween, as a teen. Um, and now I have all this leftover like weird knowledge. Like I know all these like and I follow them all on like social media. Yeah. I got okay, this is the last thing you would ever expect from me. I got kind of into the community of women skateboarding. Ooh, I was obsessed also with because I when I, w- I used to work for RX Bar and I was like did influencer marketing for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I that was like my vertical was like, and they were going to the Olympics for the first mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. One of the ones I worked with transitioned. Yes, oh, really? who was that? Leo Baker. He, there's a whole documentary about it. He dropped out of the Olympics because he was like, I, they're not gonna acknowledge me for who I am, and so I'm just. And he l- didn't go to the Olympics. Wow. I know. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. There's a do- the documentary is uh, is good. It's on Netflix. You guys should check it out. But but that was um, th- those people similar to like, like I don't know like I always talk about like how figure skating and gymnastics like those people are like stars. Mm. Figure skating is like the same thing. Like those people are just like such brands of themselves. Figure skating. Skateboarding. Oh yeah, but like similar to figure skating, like gotcha, the skateboarders gotcha, gotcha, are like gotcha. it's like okay, this person is like a fucking star. Totally. Yeah. Well, any totally. solo sport is like it's like you are the team. Right. So like yeah. you are the whole identity. And it's all about like yeah. amassing like kind of brand, you know, yeah. like sponsorships, partnerships, yeah. all that. So do you still skate yeah. ever? No, I I have a, a a friend who has been like super into it in the past few years and has been like just like progressing and getting better mm-hmm. and he's like started for the first time at like 28 or whatever and so i was like yeah i'll get back into it like with him yeah and i like went to the skate park a few days with him and then like on like day three or whatever i fell and fractured my elbow oh and it hurt so bad and it just made me not want to do it and i was like i can't be falling down yeah. i'm like do you health insurance? almost 26 uh, for a few months for a few <laughs> more months cool. yeah. i'm in the same boat i know I the time. if you're gonna fracture something do it now i know right i like i don't even go to the doctor so it's like i can't be like introducing i new feel issues. i feel the same way i i have a skateboard and i ha- like can ride it and can sort of do one trick uh, and you just hurt yourself so easily dude i know and that's the thing <laughs> where i'm so like scary. i'm like i want to be that guy and i want to be that cool and i think i just have to like already understand about myself i'm never gonna skateboard i'm never gonna play the guitar i'm never gonna play the drums and this, those types of cool those that ship other things has sailed you could be i could <laughs> but i, I there's don't less risk I, there is absolutely but i just like know about myself that i have tried each of those things like over the course of my life to like and i just cannot like sink my teeth into it in a way that I'm like ever gonna like 
actually be able to do it. Mm-hmm. But specifically with skateboarding, I'm the same way. I'm like, I just don't need to be in a in an ankle brace or something. What Certainly. crutches? No. It is so difficult. No. As an adult, no. Yes, totally. I feel like it's like a thing that you start when you're like 11. Yeah. And then you get really competent, and then you c- it's a a beautiful way to travel. Yeah. In the city, I'm if you're really good at it. I'm jealous of anybody who can do it. Totally. John Hedrick. We John had him on. John he's is a skater. Good. He's he's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, my roommate skates a bunch. Sam, also former podcast guest. Um, and he was like, yeah, John, because he like knows skating much more literate of that than I am. And he's like, yeah, he's like actually really good. And I was yes. like, I, I believe that. Wait, John's really good. good. Yeah. And, uh, and when I say to John, like, you're actually really good. He's so like, nah, I know, because I think he's comparing himself up to like totally because he's in like a community where he knows people. Who yeah. Are, like, Wait, I'm proud good. of him in this weird way. I'm gonna text me like, I'm proud of you. I heard you're really good at skating. <laughs> I thought it was just a hobby, but I'm. No, really if you good. like watch the clips that he posts, no, he's, he's good. Doing quite difficult stuff. Yeah, he'd slay. Yeah, I know. I want him to put out a skate video, but he should. John, if you're listening, put one out. Um, he's not listening. <laughs> Fuck him. Maybe <laughs> he's gonna text you when he hears. You this. don't know. You don't know. He could listen. Um, do you do you like still like try to like do you like having like skate? brand stuff or like do you, ca- Not do you really. watch videos still i mean i was like a little like kind of tomboy mm-hmm. i used to wear like just head to toe like skate stuff um do you remember disney channel original movie brink brink yes, yes. that was about skating absolutely right? they had at one for every sport yes definitely and they even had like the weird like Motocross. mountain like <laughs> <Yeah>. skating <laughs> that feels yes. like an important trans movie which one motocross is motocross. that true? Have you seen motocross? I don't think so. I've watch, seen. Watch be the most offensive thing I've ever said. You've <laughs> got to watch motocross. <laughs> There's a lot of like early 2000s where there was like tomboy movies that are of yeah. course queer and transcoded. Yeah. Uh, I mean, stick it. Mulan. Wait, totally. motocross <laughs> is totally transcoded unless someone who's listening doesn't like agree. A, the helmet comes off and there's like long mm. hair. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Motocross, okay, her brother gets injured. Hot girl has a brother, brother gets injured, and then she's like, "Well, I'll take his place in the motocross mm. a national." Yes, finals. I have seen that. I was obsessed with that movie. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Now that you yes. say it, yeah, absolutely. That was such a good movie. Yes. Ah, they need to bring back movies like that, like I Disney Channel originals. Mm. Like doing? extreme sports movie. Like, give me a snowboarding movie. Yeah, give me. I'd be all over that. Just like doing extreme skills. Do you still watch like skate videos? I do. Yeah. I do, and I, I find myself doing videos. it like compulsively, and it's a lot of like my algorithm is very mm-hmm. taken up by it. Um, but I sometimes get embarrassed by it. I'm like, oh, this is this weird little like compulsion that I still have. I I feel like, uh, it's one of those communities that's very like. It's so cool, and it's it cool in a way that's like you can't try your way into that. You have to just kind of like let it uh, whatever. So I feel like a poser for being like I have a skateboard that I don't really ever ride and right. can't really ride more than, you know, just riding down the street. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love watching skate videos. I find them very mesmerizing to watch. Yes. And But I also, again, feel like I don't know what I'm looking for. I don't, you know what I mean? I feel like I'd be, I'm like almost like a voyeur into something that I'm not supposed to be Totally. And I of. wonder why that's not such a thing with like, you know, basketball, right. for example, right. where like guys can watch basketball all day long and and not be expected to have you know an eighth of the skill. Of course, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. That's an interesting question. But people that say is the gym is scary. I think the skate park seems so much scarier. Skate park for is definitely sure. scary. Totally. Oh but I feel like it's almost like one of those hidden kind of like kind of n- nice, sweet cultures where mm-hmm. it seems really in- intimidating. But then like there's actually like I don't know like 
within skating, I think it's like you know valued to be nice. Yeah, I think. I mean, John was telling us about that. I feel that he's it, like. I think there can be assholes like anywhere, but I think it has taken a turn for like trying to be like good, especially like here, like being nice to the kids that are there and like of wanting course. to like protect people that are like trying for the first time or you know women and queer people who are like wanting to get in on it that are have like previously been kind of barred from entering. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I love watching skate videos. They're so cool. They're the best. Yeah. I, I'll probably never stop. Yeah. And you shouldn't. And I don't think you should feel embarrassed by it. All right. From now on. And if you see any cool ones, send them to me because I'll want to watch them. I will. Them. Yeah. Absolutely. And I send follow them to them all of us in the group chat. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> well, yeah, we'll, we'll have a Connor's going to say cute. Cute. <laughs> <laughs> Bands are hot. Skate fashion. Hot. Totally. Skate fashion's very I hot. I think everyone looks pretty good in it. All right. Should I move on to my last? Yeah. Yes. What's a boys club that? Wait, no. This one more for the. You also are not a part real of. Real quick. Boys club. No, are a part of. Boys club that I'm, I am in. And this one. <laughs> You're all over the I'll place. Never <laughs> <get> <laughs> sorry. This but is his job. He gets it wrong every time. <laughs> Come on, keep up. <laughs> and and I think this one's gonna be a little polarizing. Okay. But probably also something you've mentioned here before. Um, Boys Club I'm in is a skepticism. I'm not gonna say I wrote down anti astrology. The way that you presented this, I was like, are you gonna say like January sixth? <laughs> <laughs> Storming <laughs> the Capitol. <laughs> I'm in there. Um, but I will say something I have never gotten into, and you know, at times has uh, made me feel alienated, a little annoyed, mm-hmm. a little skeptical is astrology. Well. I- I hear you on this because I do think in the same way that people will weaponize, like in a traditional boys club, for example, like um, basketball, weaponizing knowing stuff and you not knowing stuff. Mm -hmm. I think that definitely exists in the astrology community and they try to act like it doesn't. But like people will just come and be like, oh, you're like X, Y, Z, blah, 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 blah. It is so baffling to me. I don't know what any of that means. And I'm also like, is everyone getting their information from the same source? (laughs) Like if not, then like, what are you doing? I I mostly mean like the day to day, like, oh, you're such a this or whatever. Yeah. What do you mean? What are you basing that on? Right, right, right. And trying to like whittle people down to like whatever this one characteristic you've decided and also like, well, like un- seeing people agree yeah in an astrology conversation is like there's no way there's no way you're both coming in with the same knowledge <laughs> like how could the moment that we stuck our little heads out of our mama's hoo-hahs be relevant like the moment that someone wrote well, the it down, alignment of the planets at yeah. that time like i just can't but even like the, can't get into the documentation that. and i don't know if minute to minute really matters the documentation of when we left the womb to be people in the world feels so random mm-hmm. that it's like n- what yeah that's no one knows the time i was born my f- like no one has that information i'm totally. i'm so happy to let people like feel for themselves whatever they want in terms Absolutely. of like higher power and you also like can't be the person to squish the whole conversation because it right. feels like violent but it also like in the same vein i'm like so happy that that's what works for you but like Please don't project onto me whatever you think is about me because I'm a, a yeah. Libra. It's like you don't know me at all. We just right. met. It's like you don't want to try to like talk to me a little bit. Yeah. Like before you, you're like, like done. Do you have a degree in this? Like what? Where is this coming from? For yeah. sure. Yeah, I agree with you. But I have been all week trying to find a psychic. That's a whole different. That's thing different. Too. That's totally to have different. one. No, <laughs> have one is an interesting <laughs> way I to really put it. Find a like a doctor, <laughs> um, but yeah, I've never visited one. I've also never gotten like a tarot reading or anything like that. That feels really random and strange too. Like there's a deck of cards. I'd rather someone just assess my vibe, honestly, like than hand pull cards. Yeah, totally. I've had tarot. Maddie can read tarot. Wait, and I believe that. 
that I actually now I changed my tune on it. Well, I think you need to trust think there's the a little person. bit more to tarot than like yeah. You know what I mean? One time they pulled the hanged fae, hanged fairy, and I was on a work trip with people, my coworkers. And I was like, yeah, I am gay. I guess I'm going to die or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> like I guess I'm going to be persecuted here tonight. <laughs> yeah. 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 In Wisconsin. My my understanding mm. of tarot, very, and boys at home, if I'm wrong, sorry. Um, This is never claimed to be a, a podcast that knows anything. But mm-hmm. my understanding of tarot is that there's like the different, the deck of whatever those are. And then the direction it faces means something and then like you're they don't really say anything it's like kind of very general and you can just kind of gather for that what you want it's not like prescriptive or specific necessarily totally which is feels more appropriate i've definitely heard that and i i feel like i've also heard and this is like someone telling me about a positive experience they've had with tarot where mm-hmm. like someone who is like reading their tarot has like a really particular relationship like with the the specific deck that they're using mm. or like they like uh, sometimes people's style is to like bring in a bunch of personal stuff. Yeah. And that can be helpful. Like I feel like it just ends up turning into like a vulnerable conversation. Right. No matter what. Right. It's just like a catalyst. For yeah. It. I am also okay. Really curious about hypnotism. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very sure. By that. I that uh, feels like a cruise ship, like <laughs> magic <laughs> <laughs> like, scale. <laughs> you are so right. Hypnotism is for cruise ships and cruise ships only. Totally. Cruise That's ships. Stays. Or your high school was like, we hired somebody for say, come in for the assembly. There's a hypnotist. <laughs> like college orientation vibes. Yes, it is. It absolutely the is. The kids that were on the camping trip absolutely went to the hypnotist. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because they're losers. Yeah. (laughs) They're losers. losers. Yeah. But the thing about tarot is like you're going into that interaction being like, I want this to happen. Sure. But whereas when people weaponize astrology language at you in a a conversation, you're like, I did not choose for you to just decide to like read me for whatever, because I said when my birthday is. Well, this girl insisted I was, had Gemini in my chart just on my vibe. And I think she was trying to be nice. And you don't. I think she's kind of like, you're kind of cool. I think my love is Gemini. Well, then why can't she just like. Feel your vibes and think you're cool. Yeah, I don't know. Emmy, why she, can't she you? She could be right about that. It doesn't have anything know. to do with astrology. I know. I like. It, it got to the point in college where, like, sometimes, like, y- you know, when someone would ask me like my sign or whatever, mm-hmm. I would just like say something make yeah. something up and they'd be like yeah yeah totally and i'm like you're full of shit yeah like, totally you're not basing this on wait anything. what is your sign i'm a leo i was born august 7th okay i thought you were a leo but you're a libra, libra. see that's i can't even and all i know about that every time i say this i go all i know about this is balanced and then maddie's always like oh the scale what it means <laughs> <laughs> all i know about mine is that I'm, I'm of the earth and i'm very bullheaded and who's grounded. not of the earth <laughs> no, <but I'm> <laughs> <laughs> come on but no that's you're, fine you're i mean whatever sign. whatever wait are you yeah. an earth sign Leo, fire, I think I think. fire sign. fire sign. wait that feels better uh, and then what are we and what then yeah exactly what is good what is bad right it's like it's you also any qualities you would like <gasps> to incorporate into your life you can do that you're not doomed to be a certain kind of it is very nature versus nurture totally and it does feel like it's like boxing you into something based on like the time of your birth or it feels like i don't know like if the more you're into that the more you're kind of relinquishing control Mm -hmm. or like you're like yeah i'm just this like have you ever met someone like maybe like (sighs) a new coworker, a new roommate who's like 
yeah, I'm sorry. It's like a weird thing about my personality, but I'm really anal about this thing. Mm-hmm. And it's like, so you're telling me that you don't Cancers have control over that? Yeah. You're like apologizing that that's a part of your personality, but you're also telling me like, I won't be changing this, yeah. so you need to accommodate it. Wait, I actually... I'm mad, and I agree with you. <laughs> oh yeah, cancers are you like. Riled oh, I'm up. He's so sitting up straight. Out. I'm a cancer. Push against that. You're, I'm going to challenge right. you. Right, like a when Taurus. a manager is like, I'm really particular about this being right, even yeah. though it's not so important. And but I'm just going to need you to go ahead and do it. It's like no, it sounds like you should be the one changing because yeah. you acknowledge that it's not right. so important to be uptight about. Right, no, bro. I had a manager who was a cancer one time. He was very emotionally manipulative, but her whole thing was that she was a cancer and that she would just like cry. <laughs> I swear to God, I'm not even kidding you. That's why. That's why I suddenly. But like, it's oh like my God. see how you're like relinquishing responsibility yeah. for your personality traits. It's yeah. like you're an adult. Yeah. I don't think that HR is going to accept. That your birth chart as an as a reason totally. for why you're like yeah. Unfortunately, I'm like this. It's like no. Yeah. Like, come no, on. I feel get that way. Get up, girl. Get up, yeah. girl. I feel that way too. Like that's something that bothers me. I, I mean, you see it come across all types of ways where people just try to they'll acknowledge something that maybe isn't quite gonna fit with somebody or whatever. It's gonna be something you have to accommodate. But yeah, they won't take that extra step to like be like. This is because I feel like every every everybody has something they have to deal with in their life that they have to overcome. It's like you can't let these things run your life. But right. when you try to start letting it run your life and then run other people's lives because they have to deal with you, exactly, that's it's fucked like up. I'm a Virgo, so I'm like this. Yeah. So if I'm like this, then you just gotta. It's like no, you like. I don't think so. Yeah, you should be like, oh, like I realize I'm like this, and I realize it's because of this, this, and this, and I'm trying to like actively yeah. maybe work on that. Yeah, it's like there's they there's such a a wave of people wanting. Um, like people to give space and accommodate whatever, and I think that's good. But I think it doesn't go far enough to be like. At the same time, you have to understand that your little quirks and idiosyncrasies and whatever also has to be is going out into the world, and you have to recognize how that's going to engage with other people, totally. and you have to be make. There's got to be some kind of compromise there. I, I well, I think like that ultimately is what is so attractive, or partially what is so attractive to people about astrology. Yeah, it's like there are powers beyond my control mm-hmm. that are. You causing know. me to be bad at the dishes and it's like exactly <laughs> nobody <laughs> likes the dishes and, it's like, and you're allowed to opt into that yeah. like if i decided that that was my value system like yeah i could just start doing that too yeah like, I'm, right. I'm with you i i think that there are some uh, when people it's it's the same as anything else if you wanted to like if you took it in a in a different direction and was like uh, say a religion or something and <laughs> just wanted to like be like these are my ways and then uh, obviously that wouldn't fly for a lot yeah, of like absolutely. modern people <laughs> so like yes. yeah i I'm, i hear you on that i hear you you're quiet over there but you're thinking you're processing no i completely agree with you i think that it's how well people are always going to try to make sense of their lives but it's like you can do that in the framework of just being a human, you know. Totally. Whereas astrology gives all these people like weird. You're right. It's like weird outs and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like no, it's good to assess yourself and try to understand yourself. Right, but you can like stay, stay a little more grounded with yeah. it. And like, but also like you hate to be the person who's <laughs> like railing against it. Yeah. Because well, it does feel like we'll be that <laughs> the for property you. of like, for the most part, like women and queer people. Mm-hmm. So it does feel a little bit like I don't but know. Let people have their. You know, cosmic stuff. But yeah. Do you hate Myers Briggs too? Because I will if you I've do. I've never <laughs> engaged with that. It's just another way of putting people in boxes to make sense of our crazy world that I do sure. subscribe to. <laughs> yeah, you do. But but I also like I, I don't think you would ever be like, oh, so and so doesn't 
I don't know. I don't think you would hold, like say like I can't do X Y Z because I'm this thing. No, I definitely would never say that. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's when people take it that far when they're not willing to like divorce themselves from it at all mm-hmm. is when I think it becomes problematic. I mean, uh, that's with anything, yeah. any extreme. Right. Not good. And oh. it also like if you if I like assert at the beginning of a conversation that i like haven't done the reading i don't know Mm -hmm. even what all of the signs are and when they are like i am so alienated until we stop talking about that it is a red flag actually it is like there's this is going to be this type of conversation until we move on (laughs) to something else (laughs) like i really cannot even pretend yeah if our next guest comes on it's like a boys club that i am a part of his astrology we're gonna be like okay see that'll be an interesting (laughs) conversation too and to claim that astrology is a boys club is kind of interesting especially in the queer community it's like everybody knows their shit and their signs and everything about it and i'm like i'm so out of touch with this and i don't and i feel bad or like i'm doing this wrong because i don't know this or like i don't know myself as well yeah yeah do you know the song cosmic love by florence and the machine no i don't i love florence wait it is so beautiful you've got to listen to it so is the machine can you tell me what it's about cosmic love it's the pretty i'll listen to it and i'll get back to you and then there's a song from aida called written in the stars it's like is it her written in the stars Mm. Is it? And it's pretty. It's also like about like the say whatever. You know. I think <laughs> I need to leave this back with you and just let you sing into the mic into your own. Head. Yeah, that can be the <laughs> outro. Is you just kind of shuffling through songs? I do like this. That's gonna be on the soundboard. It's different. You singing different things. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just a little sample. <laughs> um, should we ask our what's our last a boys club that you wish to see in this cool world? Okay, boys club. The, I feel like these are my weaker. My boys answers. club is these headphones. We look like oh, yeah. such nerds. <laughs> this is your boys club. Well, I like it. I'm you're professional. Lucky. No, I'm not lucky. You know why? <laughs> because I have the smallest ears in the fucking world, and I c- these keep falling out of my Wait, head. Wait, I need <laughs> everyone to know Small that there's ears. two pairs of like actual. Some of headphones. the kids at work call me tiny ears. Oh. Continue. Wait, where I'm from, you would get suspended for saying that you get literally well, they know I, i'm <laughs> like a big brother that can't fight back they just love to poke me and i just can't do anything in return Horrific. except for ignore them and then they're like all of a sudden like me because i've been paying attention to them they're like wait, wait if you're stop paying attention yeah no they're like <laughs> we oh can't we, have this, this oh we like your new tattoo oh do you i just haven't been paying attention to your group for five minutes mm. fuckers anyway Bastards. that's a manipulation tactic that's important to learn early never completely give of yourself always be a little bit like totally available totally be withholding withholding. yes in every arena of your life yes wait i love that be withholding withholding in love yep a good lesson to teach these young girls early that the man that they there's respect that they desire so deeply is going to be withholding (laughs) yes yes that's i think what happened with my dad honestly he was withholding and now you love him yeah because there's always something you're trying to get at that you don't have access to yeah Oh, wait, I want to talk about the headphones. I think that it's beautiful that Nico set up our sound system, Mm -hmm. and then there were two pairs of actual headphones and one pair of shitty earbuds, and he took the pair of shitty earbuds. Really generous. Which was completely insane and i should have taken the pair of shitty earbuds and i'll think about it to my grave and i'm sorry well, you can switch off here's one well yeah. we, we are getting a new uh, a oh yeah that <laughs> we are getting a third pair and i ordered them on amazon and beautiful um what was i gonna oh and this is <laughs> you're not gonna feel as bad about that after i say that i was like you need to have the good headphones because my sound is usually okay i was also We're here <laughs> all over the place and <laughs> so you need to be you need to be locked in I know it is crazy that <laughs> even today I still watch watch my sound still be bad. No, I think it's gonna be it's gonna sound like this. Wait, this sounds incredible. I know. Okay, okay. so what's a boys club that you want to see in this world? We're and gonna understandably, to, this we're is gonna the make it happen. One. This is hard. This is hard. But I think, 
I think I, w- I would like there to be almost a better, uh, a, a new and improved boys club around weed. I don't know okay. what your relationships are like with weed. Love. But I think I, I, I mean, I know plenty of people who smoke weed. I smoke weed a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think like, I don't know, it's become such like a camp of like either like I smoke weed, I always have it on me or like i have this weird relationship with it where i like only smoke alone or whatever Mm. and then there's people who are like i can't do that yeah ever and it doesn't agree with me and it doesn't feel good i don't know i wish there was like a more like welcoming casual weed smokers exactly or like uh you know does that make sense no it totally does like more of like an inclusive culture around weed for a minute i was doing like a little edible before i would go to bed like the littlest one oh yeah yeah and then I stopped. But uh, that's purely as a sleep aid. Only sleep, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I didn't sleep well after. Really? Like I would sleep, but I'd be simply unconscious. Totally. I, then I would wake deep up sleep. Like, yeah. I, and it wasn't in that REM. It's kind of like when you're mm-hmm. really drunk and you fall asleep and you're like, didn't really get a great night's sleep. Yeah, yeah. where you're like, uh-huh. I'm so tired. This is going to be a great sleep. Yeah. And then it's it's, then it's not, not a restful sleep. Yeah. 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 Like I wasn't alive. I wasn't awake. I wasn't responsive right. to a it fire alarm, but I was not sleeping. So Yeah. I, I love weed. I love weed too. Very recently, have gotten into because I uh, boys at home will have heard this, so I'll make it brief. But I, you know, playing soccer in college, we got drug tested, so I never was able to in college. Wow. So I'm kind of a late in life have come to it, and I'm also such a goody two shoes, and I'm so scared to do anything that's not legal that I like kind of waited until it was like more and accessible. No, it's you can't. And now you turn can't get around away from without it. I mean, hitting Jesus a damn Christ! There's, yeah, there's like I mean they're everywhere. So yes. I um so I've gotten a lot more into it now that it's like very accessible and like easy. But I I like to smoke by myself. I like to smoke in groups. I Me like to too. go to parties high. I, I like it all. I I'm I'm all over it. I think it's way b- for me way better than alcohol. Mm-hmm. And I haven't really tested a lot of other drugs. Totally. But I just almost I think that's part of it for me too. It's like I wish that like. I love drinking, love going to the bar. Mm-hmm. That's great. But like, yeah, I wish there was more intentional smoking. Have you, I don't know if there's any that have opened yet, but I think there's going to be some like cannabis lounges. Do you Ooh. have any interest in that? I almost can't picture what that would be like. I think there's one on my street. It's on my street. There's a new, I thought, I'm pretty sure, cannabis lounge cannabis where they're lounge. like, I, but so I don't it's know if you can like. the diner. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. It's like really anywhere can be a cannabis lounge if you smoke outside. It's or true. <laughs> I'm like, I'm curious to see what amenities, like what's going to take me there instead of right, the park. Right, right. I don't know if it's like if they sell stuff there. Interesting. Maybe, you know what it might be? It might be like cannabis infused drinks. Ooh. I have yet to try one of those. Weird. Sure. Yeah, a new frontier for expensive drinks. Yes, it's like mocktails are already fourteen dollars. So what's the cannabis infused <laughs> yeah. gonna be? And you have to like wait a long time. Yeah, for it to kick in. yeah, it takes three hours to kick in, and you're gonna have to get six. Um, would that kick in faster than something you eat? Same. Uh, I actually don't know the answer to that. I'm not sure, but probably I would. I feel like liquid would have to be faster. It feels faster. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Gas, smoke, quickest. Liquid, middle, solid. I think we did it. I right. think that's the science. I think we laid <laughs> it Do you all think out? that shrooms? Because it's true. Like five years ago, <laughs> we was nowhere. This <laughs> is. We are. We do theories and laws. Like, <laughs> laws. like Logan. We're making like policy. Logan. We do a lot of well, you know, I theoretical laws. Theory. You confirmed <laughs> the social it. Laws. Made it a law. Yeah. Yeah. Wait. So, weed was nowhere five years ago. Well, it was like not on the streets five years ago. Certainly it was like not. in people's houses. Now right. you can't get away from it. Shrooms feels to me to be following a similar trajectory. Mm-hmm. 
Totally. I do think that shroom, like, I guess the difference is shrooms are not something that I don't know that people are ever going to do that every day. Like, I don't know that will ever make sense. I don't know. I think I know a fair amount of people who microdose. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. And it's like, I've done that. I've I've had, you know, weeks, um, you know, within the past year where I've been doing a little bit of shrooms every day. Mm-hmm. I like it a lot. Wait, can I ask what your dosage was? Um, so I normally when I do that, it's like I have this like kind of like portioned chocolate bar. Yeah. It's like perforated in the way that chocolate bars are. Totally. And like the each little square would be like, I don't know, maybe 10 milligrams, five milligrams. Mm. And, and it's so like, I think, uh, especially compared to weed, it's so like undramatic. Yeah. Like it kind of just washes over you. That's what I've heard. In a way where like, you know, when a weed edible hits you, you're like. Oh shit! I've just <laughs> noticed how high I am. But like on claymation like time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, everyone's pipe cleaners now. But like With <laughs> shrooms, I feel like, the anxious okay. part of my brain fly fly away into the sky. Yeah, there is it's like a part. real like calm. Yeah, like there's like a bliss that I I'm like, why would I not do this every day? The first time I did, I was like, wait, is this how normal people feel? Yeah, but been, it's, it's how everyone like else a, a turning down, a volume turning down mm. on like the. Yeah. I don't know, just ten- tension and anxiety. I want to do sure. I have yet to do them, but I, it's been on my to-do list forever. <laughs> it's really nice. And, and now if that you do nice a lot, out, it feels like crazy and awesome. Yeah. It's really, really wacky. You're right, though. I think it is, like, the next thing that's going to be. I mean, already, like, psilocybin and, like, has been studied for, you know, all kinds of medical totally. things. And, I mean, that's where weed started with medical. So, probably. Pretty soon it'll be smoke shops and and. Little mushroom, Ooh, mushroom stores. Places. You can get bars downstairs. Can Hell you really? Yeah. Oh yeah. At in Brooklyn, yeah. Totally. You can buy mushroom chocolates. Not at, at the Graham. <laughs> Unless if, if that will get the Graham shut down, then I'll tell you whatever. <laughs> <laughs> here. Yeah, never mind. The bodegas next door will sell us like polka dot bars or something like yeah, that. Yeah, polka dot bars yeah. for oh, sure. Okay. Those are great. I love the bodegas are like lawless about that kind of stuff. No, so totally. lawless. I went to one <laughs> like, across Yeah, we'll throw in a few of our own things. <laughs> 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 Illegal <laughs> drugs, technically. Um, I went to this bodega across the street from Club Coming to get mushroom bars, and then the bodega owner's son disappeared and then came back with them in his hand. I was like, where did your son go? <laughs> where did your child go? What is this operation? I know. <laughs> when the kid sells you drugs, you're like, oh, geez, what am I doing? What am I doing? <laughs> but I love the Supporting immediacy. I can't wait for someone to mail it from Canada. Yeah. I, w- I want to go get it like grocery or like you know I, it soda. feels really mm-hmm. clean the one from like compared the bodega feel it's not that it doesn't feel clean i feel like a lot of us have like this has been sitting here forever totally. yeah has maybe melted and come back to life it's like right and now the dosage is all <laughs> redistributed yeah. <laughs> yeah it's like when you smoke the house pre-roll versus when you get your own weed and grind it up it's like you can yeah. feel the difference totally, in this. <laughs> yeah. totally. um yeah but i i also have been very like most of our friends smoke we almost primarily smoke, I would say. Totally. Yeah. yeah. I feel like people, I'm not around drunk people that much. We, I, I don't know. But th- not that it would be an issue if I were. I just don't, I feel like people are not drunk in the same way. I, I feel like I went, and I don't know if everybody, I don't know if this is like a post-COVID lockdown thing, because I drank a ton during lockdown. Yes. Probably the most too. I've ever drank in my, I mean, other than college. Um, 
And like, I don't know. Uh, really? Because I took an online stand-up class at the Second City City <laughs> Training Center <laughs> in my ba- basement. So I don't know what you were doing. Well, well we all had different approaches. Yeah, we all do. did it. And it's I was so having, dark. you know. <laughs> I was definitely doing wine. I was, a lot of wine. Yeah, drinking a lot of fat tires with my yeah, dad. A lot of fat tires. Mm. Yeah. Can you imagine taking an online stand-up class at the Second City Training Center in your parents' basement with pe- eight people from all over the world? Oh, my God. In what? a pandemic. From all over the world. <laughs> oh, my God. My yeah. God. That is shocking. It's like just relapse. Just relapse. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, 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 no. no. you're seven years strong. You wouldn't get that bracelet soon. Ooh. Um, Better get that bracelet. But I, I don't know. Something like last year, also like doing, you know, open mics and stuff where it was like, you know, support the venue, whatever. Like I was, you know, I was finding myself as most, I think, comics do, drinking every night. Yes. In an unhealthy Certainly way. drinking and, every night. And waking up and feeling anxious and feeling like hungover and like not, and I don't know, like sometime around like. I don't know, like about a year ago, I was like, I, I can't do this anymore. And then I like totally. Are you sober? Well, not, I wouldn't call myself. Definitely not. I would, I love wine and mm-hmm. I love to, you know, a nice glass of wine with dinner. I love having a cold beer when it's nice out, but mm-hmm. I don't like, and I'll drink sometimes when I'm out, but I, I definitely don't like drink to get drunk in the same way. Totally. But I will, I have absolutely substituted that with weed. Like I will smoke weed many days and totally. i will do th- if i'm going and out drinking alone versus smoking alone totally so different totally different yeah, which yeah, is something yeah. i've had to get myself like with this hurt like because i have all this like internalized catholic guilt and just way too much catholic guilt about it mm-hmm. so i've had to like renegotiate the way i think about weed because i'm looking at it through such a lens of like i'm i'm, I'm often like judging myself or feeling guilty about it where i have to be like it's not harming me and I'm giggling and I'm having a great time. Totally. Like, who cares? Yeah, as long as you still feel like you're having fun with it. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not, I don't feel like I'm using it to, like, necessarily, like, I don't know, escape anything in a way that feels, like, harmful mm. or, like, chronic and, like, uh, you know, trying not to, like, be engaged in my life ever. Like, that's not, if anything, I feel more engaged because I'm, like, paying attention to things more. Totally. Yeah. That was really hard with me and mushrooms. Which is probably oh, yeah. like kind of shrouded in the like, well, you're alcoholic, sober now, but like thing, but it's like, oh no, things are, f- things can feel good and not be fentanyl, you know, like <laughs> sometimes <laughs> things just feel good. Totally. They're allowed to feel things good. Things can be like a four or five. Yeah. Like it's okay. I, yeah, that's, I feel like we are, you're conditioned that like when things, like pleasure is bad. Mm. I don't know when it like doesn't have to be. Yeah. Absolutely not. Yeah. Pleasure's part of life. Pleasure is part of life. Mm-hmm. That's a good one, though. If you're going to two soul cycle classes in a day, I think that that is, uh, that is also something that you need to quit. Totally. And I I'm mean, gr- you can overdo anything. Yeah. Name names. Me mm. sometimes. <laughs> two in a day. <laughs> That's crazy. It's okay. Read a book. It's all right. A little life. Um, <laughs> well, we have, all any we have successfully taken up some of your time, Carly, so I appreciate you oh, hanging out with us. This is wonderful. Oh, good, good. I'm s- so glad to have I'm been so part. excited to hear the sound. <laughs> <laughs> um, before we wrap up, do you want to plug your socials or anything coming up? Or any um, sure. You, you can follow me on Twitter. It's at Carly Maruli. Um, Instagram, the also the same. Yes. TikTok, also the same. Yes. I like her TikToks. Do you know how hard it is to be a TikTok it's comedian? Hard <laughs> it's TikTok. hard on TikTok. It's hard It's okay. It's okay. Be yourself. Are you guys on TikTok? I just posted my first. You know, I'm there. I'm around. On Friday. It's scary. Totally. And you know what? I was like, I'm not going to look at these. I'm not going to care. And goddamn, if I wasn't refreshing that page all Friday, like a fucking totally. little lunatic. And, and it's you're like, oh, this is like this new thing I can check yeah, now. Another yeah. thing to check. And it also feels like the most like antisocial Absolutely. 
because it's like everyone is just like this is my this is where I'm gonna get famous. Yeah. I'm not here to talk to any of my friends. <laughs> no. This no. is just for me. I'm not on TikTok. I'm not watching that many TikToks. I'm just gonna post them. <laughs> right. Yeah. You like, should always one time before answer. you like go into jury duty and you have to turn your phone into someone else and like you can't look at your phone for like yeah, eight truly. Years. I know. I need to lock. My, I need to get one of those pouches that they give you at shows that has like oh, that lock thing. Oh yeah. Just lock it up. yeah you no, go I to ran like into Gerard Carmel. <laughs> <show laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Fucking locked. Did you know Phoebe Bridgers was at his most recent one at Union Hall? Oh, no way. Yeah. Wait, did someone, can. like, report that to you? Yeah. So, CV's partner, M works the front door at, at Union Hall now and said Phoebe Bridgers is there for Gerard. <laughs> Dude, she is, like, around she all is. the time. She's she is. She's constantly She's being here? around. That is bizarre. Phoebe's. We should go to Philly for the Eras tour this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Carly just got done being like, eh, not really <laughs> But I'll drop 7k for the tickets. (laughs) 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 Jesus. Um, And you have a sub stack. I I have a sub stack. Yes, I have a sub stack. It's 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 linked in all my socials. It's called Everything I Stole This Week. It's about um, uh, shoplifting, which is a bad habit. (laughs) Bad habit of mine. Um, That's a great idea uh, for a sub stack, though. Do you ever go to Whole Foods and then say that you got russet potatoes when you really got Japanese sweet potatoes? Certainly not. (laughs) 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 I'm I'm not that much of a trickster with it. I'm just like putting things in my bag. I didn't pay for it. (laughs) (laughs) That's slick. Yeah, I'm trying to pay nothing, not like a little less. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to get a bargain. Right. That's what I'm in it for. Yeah. Um, Also, uh, the second Thursday of every month, I host a show at this a great place called the Grassy Knoll. Cool. Uh, in Bushwick, and they sell weed. They sell mushroom yes. chocolates. It's a great place. Great, fascinating. Awesome. Yeah. The Grassy Knoll. Totally. Second and second and fourth. Second and third. Uh, it's, it's second Thursday of the month. Second Thursday. Uh, second yes. Thursday of the month. Second Got Thursday it. Awesome. Month. We'll check that out. Yep. Um. All right. We'll get out of here on a smooch on three. One, two, three. Hey boys, thanks for listening to our podcast, Boys Club. Connor, where can they find you on socials? You can find me on Instagram at Connor Janda, that's C O N O R, Panda with a J. You can find me at Nico Carney, N I C O Carney, C A R N E Y. You can follow both of us at Boys Club Comedy on Instagram. We have a monthly show at Club Coming, last week of the month. Uh, if you're in New York City, you better come hang out, come part, be part of the club. Okay, see you soon, boys. XOXO. Bye.